bringing you all of the local motocross racing from North Carolina, Virginia, and the surrounding states. The Imperative MX Podcast. Here's another episode. And we're back and ready to rip here on the Imperative MX Podcast, episode number 29. And man, we're glad to be back for another week and another episode. We are bringing you all of the local motocross action from North Carolina, Virginia, and the surrounding states. Thank you so much for joining us this week on yet another episode. I am your host, Zach Newberry, and we would like to thank everyone who has been enjoying these episodes already and the great positive feedback from these, from you guys, the listeners, has been phenomenal. If you have not yet checked out any of our past episodes, do yourselves a favor and check them out after this one, which is now available everywhere and anywhere you get your podcast nowadays. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Pandora, Listen Notes, Google Podcasts, and many more to choose from to listen to past episodes with awesome guests. It is fantastic to see the support from the local community and even outside the local community support in the sport of motocross. And as you guys know, we are a part of an awesome sport, and I want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in to this week's episode here on the Imperative MX Podcast. We have a lot to talk about when it comes to local racing all the way to professional, and of course, everything in between. With that, there are a good amount of talking points to chat about within this episode. First, we will get into some local races that happened this past weekend and the upcoming races within the next couple of weekends to keep an eye out for. We will have a call-in from the owner and title sponsor of this past weekend's Top Gun Showdown. Verb Moto Zone Wes Williams will call in to talk about this past weekend's event at Muddy Creek, his knowledge of the local motocross scene here in the southeast part of the United States, the professional side of the sport, and much more. Then we will wrap it up by speaking on the professional side with news that dropped and, of course, much, much more here on this episode. I can't wait to speak to Wes Williams, myself, and co-host Heavy D, who I'll bring in here shortly. And I'm sure you guys, the listeners, will enjoy it as well. Make sure to check out Imperative MX on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Threads, TikTok channel, if you have not already done so. And thank you guys so much for supporting us on all of our social media platforms as we continue to grow. And before we talk any further, we have to say thank you to all of the sponsors on board here on the Imperative MX Podcast. West Virginia Motorsports, FXR, Silver Valley MX Park, Hydropower, Dirt Industries Custom Graphics, Mika Metals, Total Control Racing Suspension, and PR Motorsports. We will get more into these awesome companies here in just a bit. And don't forget to check out Imperative MX when you get the chance. A ton of new things are in the works right now. We have a forum up there, a local and a professional side forum. And so be on the lookout for some exciting things coming to the website, more articles up, more stories, and all of that in the near future. So make sure you guys check that out weekly. And support the ones that support the sport like these companies helping us out with these weekly podcasts. And of course, helping me break down all of the talking points for tonight's podcast, 
the highly likable, knowledgeable, and your District 29 2011 C-Class champion co-host, Heavy D. What's going on, Heavy? I was having down. Man, we are back. We're a month in, man. We are we are a oh, month. We, We're doing good. We, we, we back back. We are back back. Man, I tell you what. Before we get into everything, we have to give West Virginia Motorsports a shout-out. If you are looking for your next ride, look no further than my friends over at West Virginia Motorsports. If you are around the surrounding area and looking for a new pre-owned motorcycle, dirt bike, ATV, scooter, or anything motorized in that matter, make sure you stop by Princeton, West Virginia, or at their brand-new location in Withville, Virginia, titled Virginia Motorsports. Don't forget to order your parts for your current bike through West Virginia Motorsports or Virginia Motorsports or alongside walking out the door with that brand new ride. And don't forget to get those oil filters and air filters on the way out. And Heavy D, don't catch them on fire, man. No, don't don't do that. That'll be an every episode thing. Consistency. That is, I ain't gonna lie to you, that's probably been the most consistent thing that's ever stuck with me was setting that air filter on fire. Yeah, and I don't think it's going away, bro. I think it. I think it's Never. stuck with you. Never, it ain't ever going away. I tell you, man, those are good people over there at West Virginia Motorsports. So don't forget to uh, stop by and check them out if you guys need anything. And uh, first up on the list, Heavy D, just like every episode, we'll talk about the local motocross racing races this past weekend, races uh, that are coming this coming weekend, and races in the near future to attend. And first, man, we gotta talk about the Verb Moto. Top Gun Showdown. It was the 36th annual. This weekend, there was a huge purse with over $34,000 in that Cody Gregg Memorial two-stroke race. There were a ton of battles out on the track and a ton of fun throughout the event from what I've heard. And, uh, man, it it's awesome to see that, that 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 race is still growing. And I tell you what, I remember on 60s going to that event, and uh, I know that that was a really, really good race this past weekend. Oh, dude, it was. Uh, it, I'm telling you, I've seen some videos and stuff of it. Um, the amount of support they get for that, and like the guys that show up on two strokes, and mind you, how many of those guys that don't even own them, but for that race, they will hunt one down. Oh, they show out for sure. Yes, I love it, dude. I, I really do love it. Yeah, man. And uh, Kilroy able to take a home, take home the win and the uh, and the big money in that two-stroke memorial race. And uh, it was unfortunate for Matty B getting hurt on Saturday with his little run-in with uh, Mister Mister Rod Bell, uh, tearing up his leg a little bit. He wasn't able to, um, you know, he wasn't able to uh, make it two in a row. But I tell you what, outside of uh, of that, the racing throughout, and Verb Moto has all of the video content on all of their social media platforms and up on their YouTube channel, a lot of GoPro footage of that race. And, uh, man, it's always for a good cause for Cody Gregg and Chris and uh, everybody within it. And, uh, man, they, they make it really special for them for sure. Oh, without a doubt. And, man, shout out to everybody who, like, you know, went and raced and, you know, supported that. Like, I think that's super cool. And, dude, the fact that Matty B still raced when his – that is – dude, did you see his leg? Yeah, it was gnarly, man. It was – That is 
like a baseball that is the in there. Yes. Like the gnarliest non broken leg I've ever seen in my life. Right. I was like, how did you even like how I was like, how was that not broken? Like <laughs> that's what I was thinking too, dude. Like even somebody who's like, you know, blow completely blown their knee out, it don't even swell up like that. Like that was a break. That looked like a clean, like I don't know. It, it looked like it was broken. The fact that it wasn't broken is like the Lord was on his side, that's for sure, because that is insane. No kidding. And uh yeah, shout out to Matty B, no choice. You know that he had to line up. It's what it's his favorite race of the year from what he says. And um, you know, Cody was a good part of his uh his career growing up and really good friends with him. So of course he was gonna at least try and race and I think he brought home a seventeenth. So still with all of that gnarliness in his leg, he was still able to pull out something. But yeah, man, it was uh Preston Kilroy that was on that FXR. Club MX, Muckoff, uh, Yamaha, and I tell you what, man, that bike looked really, really good, but he had battles with Bitterman, and Nice was coming, uh, you know, he was on the way uh, there. I think if it was one more lap, man, it would have been pretty interesting, but um, I'm sure you caught the action. Uh, did anything else catch your eye in that race? Oh, yeah. DJ Uncle Luke is a hard man to guard when he's on. Right. So, oh, dude, he... When he gets in his zone, dude, he is – it's one of those deals that's like when he's on, he's on. If he's having an off day, he'll tell you. I ain't feeling it. But when he's feeling it, he ain't going to say nothing. He's going he, he gonna to let that, that two-stroke sing out there. That's right. That's right. And, man, we all love two-strokes, and it was such a good race. And Jorgensen uh, had to lead there for a while, and Bitterman even got in the mix there, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of heavy hitters up there. Brownie was up there. You know, he's 50 years old, plus 50, and still running with these young dogs. Man, it's it's unbelievable what the alien Mike Brown can still do at this level. Dude, I want him to come to Silver Valley so bad. I oh. want to see him. I want to see him get down with them boys in Silver Valley, dude. Man. Like, for the longevity of it. Yeah. But, the oh, you know, Bitterman, you know, he had literally just got his bike fixed, like, right before the drag race. Yeah, yeah. So, he he was definitely, uh, he was definitely in the mix in all of the races from what I've seen. And uh, I'm going to go over, actually, the 250A uh, Pro top three was Kilroy, Bitterman, and Nice. And in the 450A Pro, it was Rod Bell, Black Mirror, and uh, Kyle Bitterman uh, in that race as well. So, um, man, there was a lot of good guys that showed up and a lot of stiff competition all the way through. And I saw a lot of the local Southeast uh, names that I will call on a week weekend basis at NCMX and what I've seen at District 13 and uh, some people that I've wrote articles about. You know, they did really well up there as well. So uh, congrats to all the winners and everybody that went out there. It was a great one for sure and of course we'll speak with verb moto's own west williams here in a bit to get his insight and everything from the 36th annual top gun showdown um this weekend or this past weekend was uh ecmx ncmx is round number 14 and uh other news that came out this week is that the final ncmx round at south fork november 4th and 5th will not take place due to circumstances beyond their control. And, of course, to qualify for the year-end awards, you have had to race at least 10 rounds out of the 15. And Silver Valley will be this weekend, of course, and uh, that will be the last NCMX race of the year, Heavy D. 
Oh, dang. I didn't realize they canceled Southport. Dang. Yeah. Well, let's just put it like this. They're going out with a big bang here coming up this weekend. So, I mean, I hate they, they, they canceled one at Southport. I know a lot of people tend to look forward to that race and that track. I hear right. a lot of people like it. So. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, unfortunate circumstances there. But the final race will be at Silver Valley for the NCMX Series. This weekend, and speaking of races this upcoming weekend, Heavy D, it is time. It is time. It is time. Silver Valley MX and the AB Shootout, round number 15 of the NCMX Series this weekend. And I got the official word today that it is the third annual, Heavy D. So uh, the past two years, Rod Bell has won. So um, can he make it three in a row, Heavy D? Can he do it? Dude, I... Hey, I ain't sleeping on my guy Rob Bell. Well, let me let me tell you like this. My guy has wreck to pay. Let's just put it like that. He got bills. <laughs> and uh when it's time to get that money, he's gonna go get that money. No kidding. It'll be two weekends in a row. He just won that uh that seven thousand dollar purse, not the full amount, but he got a good paycheck for um I believe the uh the four fifty A, which he won and uh he also got some money, I'm sure, in that um, Cody Gregg two-stroke memorial race as well. So he's about to get, uh, you know, pretty much a year a year's salary of some people in two weekends, Heavy D. Oh, dude. He's uh, – that, that's one thing I say about Rob, though. If it's like – if it's some local money you go get, he's there. He ain't, he, you ain't got to worry about him not being there. He, he, he going to show up and show out, so – yeah, no kidding. That's what I'm, I'm talking about. Like, that's why I can't wait, man. I, I love it when guys like that pop out. Like, come on out. And I, I've been hounding on some of these B-class kids to get them out there. Absolutely. I talked to Dawson Cobb earlier and told him to get his tail on out there as well. So I think he'll be coming out uh, also this weekend, October 20th through the 21st. It is the third annual Silver Valley MX AB shootout and round number 15 of the NCMX series this weekend and of course heavy d the track will be backwards this time and i had a local scene podcast the third edition with camille from uh silver valley she's their event manager and promoter and uh lives pretty much on the property and uh i tell you what man the the excitement and everybody that puts their time and their effort into this race is like none other Oh, dude, they they put so much time and effort to it. Like, Thad and his crew, you know, son chasing, his wife, Miss Casey, like, the whole family. Like, auntie, I call her auntie. Like, that's Thad's sister. Yeah. I call her auntie. But, like, they, they all come together and they make it happen, man. Like, that's what I love about it so much. You know, it's like, even though, like, I mean, when you have a family, you still have, like, times and stuff throughout the year like it's a, that's a tradition they get together but it's like for them i think it's pretty cool because they help they, they all come together they run that race you know and it's like even after everything settles down like everybody leaves like the past like the past two years i like stay hang around and chill with them and man like the atmosphere that they put into it and their family and all man it's so good dude. It's, it's nothing better that's right nothing better than Local motocross for sure and at the local national. And uh, it is going to be an unbelievable weekend. 
And I, obviously, like I said, the track's going to be backwards and nobody has an upper hand on this. Uh, Camille said that nobody has test rode the track. Nobody got to have open practice there. So it will be completely different. And AJ Catanzaro had his training class there, but it's going to be different even more than what that is. So you know that everybody's kind of coming in with a blindfold on because we really don't know what to expect. They showed a couple of teasers on Instagram, but I tell you what, Heavy D, it is going to be a very, very demanding track, and it's going to be really good for a lot of these kids that don't get to ride tracks like this um, to come out and race, and no matter what age, skill level, whatever the case may be, come on out to Silver Valley. Get a real taste of a, of a real man's track uh, out at Silver Valley for this weekend. And, of course, Michael Lessie will be there. Uh, he's going to come out, and he's going to even have a whole shot class. Believe it or not, he's going to have a whole shot class uh, on Friday right after practice at 3 p.m. So anybody that wants to sign up uh, can do that at the race. Um, and, man, I tell you what, I think there's going to be a lot of professionals and B riders that are going to come out to try to take that, try to dethrone Mr. Rod Bell because he is undefeated there. Oh, dude, like, man, I've been like, Pounding on him, like you know, I've been talking. I, I spoke to Jessica and Daniel Blair. I was like, dude, tell, tell, let go send them boys out there. Come on, like if they want to be the man, you got to beat the man, right? Like I, I told them, don't send them in the minios with a cat pistol when they can go see what it's like here at Silver Valley. Send them in there with some firepower so they can see what they got. Like that's what I'm saying. Like all, a lot of these kids that they want to be on top. Go race a race like this that'll let you know before you get to that big race. That's right. Help, help build. I mean, to me, the thing is, you can go something like this and get so much experience and so much, you know, knowledge to take into what you need to account, to take into account what you need to work on leading up to a bigger race. Like, right. man, I'm, I'm telling you, I can't wait. I mean, it's an awesome race. The track is insane. It's like, I think that's why I love it so much because it's it's that track that you dream of that you like wish you could ride on and wish you could like go test on it to see what 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 could actually help you, you know? Right. Yeah, and, I know. And you know what's crazy too, Heavy D? I was doing some research while I was doing an article and a brand new article is actually up on the imperativemx.com website right now of the local national Silver Valley's uh, third annual $20,000 AB shootout. And did you know that Lexington, North Carolina is a pre uh, prestigious town for the barbecue capital of the world? That's what they call Lexington, North Carolina. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, Lexington style barbecue. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. I had not a, clue, mean, not I, a clue in the world. I knew that because I, already, not, not because I lived around the area, but because I mean, I like to eat. That's why they call me ABC. You know what I mean? Yeah, but well, the, hey, the, hey, you know what? We all, we all is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, uh, do they really have some uh, good barbecue spots down there that you know, like right off the top of your head? Yeah, it's, um, what is that one called? It's literally right up the street from from Silver Valley. Oh, you wouldn't ask me how to rip it right off to you. Oh, man. Um, but there's probably a couple of good spots, huh? Oh, dude, it's like a lot of good spots in Lexington for some barbecue. Like, dude, the fact that you hadn't ate any barbecue in, in Lexington is 
is insane. Well, hey, like, after Friday practice, let's go have some barbecue, man. Like, matter of fact, I'm going crazy. It's a place on the way to Silver Valley from my house. It's called Lexington Barbecue. There you go. There you it's go. It's been there for like 70 years, 50 to 50, 60, 50, 60 years, somewhere like that. Heck yeah. But, so, what, hey, uh, on Friday <laughs> after practice, we're definitely going to have to go, huh? Most definitely. All right. Let's do it. And, um, for you guys that like the big jumps and big whips, there will be a best whip contest. It's ten dollars to enter for everybody, and the winner gets an AR-15. And last year they did it, and the local legend Jed Dry ended up winning it. And I'm sure there will be some tricks that will be thrown out there, of course. And uh, man, it's going to be a a good event for sure. It's going to be a different jump, obviously, since since they you know turned the track around, but. I tell you what, people are going to be gunning and people are going to be throwing it upside down. We're going to have oppos. We're going to have pancakes. We're going to have all sorts of good entertainment for sure right after uh, the practice is done. And, of course, we'll have the infamous uh, pit bike race, which everybody will uh, be laughing at, and it will be a great entertainment for, uh, for after the race, of course. And I think it's going to be a great weekend, Heavy D, and uh, – Know anybody that's coming out just for the whip contest, or is everybody coming out for the AB shootout? I mean, I, see, that's the thing. Like, man, it's like last year my boy Sean Sweat popped out for the whip contest out of nowhere. Ooh. Hadn't seen him in God knows how long, so he may pop out for that again. There you go. God, I wish Keith, I wish Keith Tucker was in town just to get him to come do the whip contest, yep. but I think he's in like Maine or something right now. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, golly, it's, I mean, uh, the locals always kill it. I know, God, last year, you know, he killed, Jed killed it last year. Um, but it, last year was insane, though, man. It's, it just keeps getting better and better every year. So, yep. we, we'll see. I'm pretty sure some fresh faces will pop out for a whip contest. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, me and you have talked about this a couple of times on the pod, how a um, you know, a pro national needs to come to Silver Valley. And I got it straight from Camille today on the local scene podcast. She said that, that that's their dream. They want to try and get it to be a pro national one day and bring uh, bring the pro nationals, the pro motocross championship back to the North Carolina area. And they hope over the next couple of years they can make a statement and uh, make it happen, Heavy D. That would be, that'd be sick. Dude, honestly, you got to think, man. It's like it needs to happen, not just because, like, it's North Carolina, but if if it's a track that should have one, it to me is that place. Right. That dude, that place is. I mean, they put so much work into it, and I spoke to Thad, and he was like, "Man, I would love for it to happen." He said, "That's that's our dream." He said, "If it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't." He said, "But I'm always, I'm." He said, "He said he's always going to work towards it." And dude, you, you got to think if if they bought a brought a pro national to North Carolina especially Silver Valley, could you imagine how insanely packed it would be? That'd be insane. Like, because one is so remote and close to so many people. Like, Muddy Creek was, it, it was close too, but it's just, I feel like just North Carolina, because there's so many people in the area that ride just in the South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, and Virginia area. Yep. There's so many people like, and it's like within those areas, it's like within a couple hours yep. of a, of a lot of the surrounding areas, and dude, it would be 
phenomenally insane. No, I like, it would be so sick. I would cry. I would literally cry. I tell you what, with however many people showed up to Charlotte and showed out and everybody had a really good time, um, I think that, you know, it would be a a huge, huge event. And I think a lot of people would be super stoked. Hey, Heavy, are you able to turn down the TV maybe like one or two notches? Yeah, yeah, hold on just a second. Appreciate you, boss. What about not that good? Yeah, that's good. Holy cow. I'm sure the listeners will be extremely excited about that. Um, but... Hey, I tell you, I tell you what, it will be awesome to have that come into the uh, local scene, and for all of the riders from just this, you know, this area, right? It would be, it would be off the charts. Oh, dude, it would be so sweet. Like you probably see faces you hadn't seen in years come out to that. Yep. Nope. That is for sure. And um, man, it's going to be a hell of a weekend at Silver Valley. So if you guys are nearby and want a good, challenging, rough track, just like the pro nationals, then come out to the local national this coming weekend. And Heavy D, you'll be behind the you'll be behind the dozer. You'll be working it up. You'll be seeing how it is. So I'm sure you're probably excited about that, huh? Oh dude, I can't wait. Literally, I ain't gonna lie, Silver Valley is my vacation. That sounds crazy, but Silver Valley is literally my like vacation. Why, <laughs> uh, why is that? I don't know. Just for me, it's 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 just relaxing. Like it's something about like you know I've I've built tracks and worked on a lot of tracks, and uh, it just when when you get to work on a track, and it's like a vision you see, and it's like it's like it's like mind blowing how awesome it is. I guess that's just my my take on it. Right. To me, it's relaxing. Like, I, I like building tracks and working on them, but that place in particular, I don't know if it's the scenery or what, but just that place in particular, it's like I don't, I, I don't get tired of working on. It. Yeah. Like fixing it up, like messing with stuff. It's like to me, it's a vacation. Like if I, that's why I like dedicate my time to make sure I make it to this race. Right, because like no matter how crappy work's been, or if I'm like so overwork, or like just over life at the time, I guess you could say which I ain't really over life, but yeah, it's like if I'm just over it, like those few days there completely clear my mind and I'm good to go. Man, that is awesome, and yeah, you were there on last, uh, you know, last year's Friday. You were out there until dark, even a little bit longer. You had the lights on the dozer, working up the jump faces, making sure everything was perfect for race day. And I could see where you're, you know, you're coming from. And, and uh, you know, these races for me, sure, I'm working, you know, for Imperative MX, but I'm also announcing. But it's like a vacation, you know. You do get, you just get to have fun and go to these local races. And, and uh, especially Silver Valley with how much is on the line, man, it just, it's just going to be fun to sit back, call the racing action, and just watch the mayhem unfold, man. It's going to be it's going to be a hell of a weekend, and I can't wait. And, uh, man, me and you are going to be together all weekend, so I'm sure we'll have a great podcast for next week and uh, share a lot of insight. And uh, I tell you what, man, it's going to be a great weekend. So make sure you guys come out to Silver Valley in Lexington, North Carolina, this coming weekend. Also, other races that are happening – this weekend or other events, uh, 
with the West Virginia State Championship, round number 11 of the District 13 series is this weekend. And it's going to be racing at Tomahawk. So I'm sure a bunch of people from uh, from that up north and uh, some Virginians will probably go over there and some Kentuckians and whatever they, you know, wherever they're from, I'm sure they're going to be going out trying to get a number one plate at the West Virginia State Championship and that round number 11 of the District 13 uh, race at Tomahawk MX this weekend. And uh, final rate or final event, I should say, for the weekend, it's the 14th annual Club MX Open House this weekend. Uh, you get to ride multiple different tracks that they have out there at their facility. And I tell you what, man, they are growing and growing with the amount of land and the amount of uh, dirt that they're moving, man. It's unbelievable to see where they've come in the past handful of years. And ever since I went there, I went and trained there, I believe, in 2013 uh, over the summer. And man, it was a great facility back then. And they were still small. But I tell you what, man, now the pictures and and from what I've seen, it's unbelievable how much they've uh, they've grown, Heavy D. Dude, Dave, it's, if you go back to day one versus now, dude, Dave, so much work has been put into that place. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, if you have – a lot of people have a vision for stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like Brandon and men and all of them. I'm, I'm sure they had a vision for it. But – I'm almost positive, just me personally, like, it's got to be mind-boggling to them how big that place is, how much it's changed. Yeah. Like, it's it's had to go above and beyond the vision they had for it, without a doubt. For sure, for sure. And, I'm and you know, last year, actually, at Silver Valley, Brandon Haas, the owner, came out, and a lot of Club MX guys came out. And uh, I'm sure that will kind of throw a wrench in this weekend, of course, with the Club MX Open House happening this weekend but they go out to multiple uh races as well and they you know they have their guys that come out trevin nelson and kilroy and and all of these guys you know they they like to come out to these local races and support the local scene so if you're not able to make it out the silver valley or the west virginia state championship then make your way on down there to club mx uh for their open house this weekend like i said you get the ride different tracks there will be a supercross demo watching the pros out there on the supercross track there will be pit bike racing and many more activities throughout the weekend. So, um, like I said, if you're not able to make it out to the local national, hit up those two other events. Get some get some gate drops because we talk about it here all the time on the Imperative MX Podcast, Heavy D. Nothing like getting some gate drops and going racing. Oh, 100%. Like, you know, there's no substitute for racing. I mean, it's just not. And also, let me, let me clarify this. Everybody doesn't want to race. So if you don't want to race, Go practice. You know what I'm saying? Go hit up the club and let's open house. Not, yep. Everybody doesn't want to race, and everybody's not going to race. But, you know, if you want to race, go race. If you want to practice, go practice. That's how, You know, that's how I look at it. And there's several good races going on. Like you said, West Virginia, State Championship at Tallahawk. We got Silver Valley Pro Shootout, where we going to be. I mean, and then you got Club Max open house. Just practice. You got three different choices. I mean, I don't think you're going to go wrong with either. So, I yep. mean... One of those deals, get out there. As long as you're on your dirt bike, go get on your dirt bike. That's right, and have fun. Um, those are the three events that I have that are happening this weekend, Heavy D. Do you have any other ones that you know of that are happening this weekend before I move on? Uh, no, I think they was, that was the only ones I, I, I know of. Okay, all right. Um, well, 
And then finally here to wrap up this local segment here on the Imperative MX podcast episode number 29. Upcoming races to keep an eye out for, of course, Heavy D. It is the Lake Sugar Tree 21st Annual Halloween Bash and round number 12 of the District or the District 13 MX Series that is going to happen next weekend. So I'm going to be there. It's one of our favorite races of the year, like I've said before, and I cannot wait. And Ryan's been sending me, Ryan Smith has been sending me a lot of a lot of pictures and a lot of videos of what he's done to the property and the things that he's put up for this event. And I tell you what, it is going to be a good one. That is for sure. And I wish you were making it out, Heavy D. Yeah, I know. I wish I could make it out. Got anniversary time, though. Got uh, my, my lovey. She has to, we got to celebrate with her. There you go. Uh, happy, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. Remember that. Yeah. Happy wife, happy life. That's right. Yeah. And me and Nicole actually... That would be actually our two years. Uh, we met right around, or we started dating in quotations around the around two years ago at Halloween. So we'll kind of call that our our little two year anniversary. And um, you know, she went the the first year that we dated, and she went last year, and and she has a blast herself. So I'm sure that everybody in attendance will have a lot of fun. There's tons and tons of activities planned out for the entire weekend from pumpkin carving contest to uh motorhome decoration contest to costume contest to the supercross with a lot of money on the line for multiple multiple classes from the p-dubs all the way up to the warrior classes and the 50 uh the 50 plus classes there is a lot of money on the line whole shot awards uh plenty of contingency and man, it's going to be a great event and I can't wait. And, you know, myself and Imperative MX will be there on site to try to catch all of the racing action. I wish I was announcing uh, with Ken Farrell, but maybe I'll be able to sneak on up in there and be able to announce a little bit with uh, with the legend himself. But I tell you what, we go just to have fun. I'm going to bring my bike. I probably will not race the Saturday, the Saturday Supercross race. But who knows, Heavy D, you know, I, I bring my bike out there. I get some hydropower in me, and you never know. I could be like, hey, let's go drop the gate, you know? So uh, who knows? Might go out there and have some fun myself. And, uh, you know, everybody that's going to go is going to have a great time. For the past 21 years that I've been there, um, it has been absolutely phenomenal, and it only gets bigger every single year. So um, make sure to make it out to that. Lake Sugar Tree 21st Annual Halloween Bash in round number 12 of the District 13 MX Series. And last but not least, the Mama MX Series finale race of the season will be at NCMP November 11th and 12th. And it will be a good round to be uh, for the local uh, outdoor race of the year for the most part outside of Minios, if I'm not mistaken. So come come out the NCMP. You know how that track is. You know the uh, Krusty Crew and Mark. They get that track dialed in, and that could be your last opportunity to ride a track before heading uh, down to Minios. Uh, if you guys are heading down there, so Heavy D, you know NCMP makes that track right every time. Oh, dude, NCMP is going to be phenomenal. The Krusty Crew is about to go crazy on that track. Oh, they are, and they do it every single time. Like I was at the North Carolina State Championship two weekends ago, and 
man, we had a blast, and that track gets rough and gnarly, and that's what you want heading into Minio's Heavy D because that track does get it – it is a little fast at that track, but it still develops big, gnarly breaking bumps with as many people out there on the track, and um, it will be a good opportunity for you riders to go out on a gnarly track, get some gate drops right before Minio's if that's what you guys decide to do, or for – pretty much just the end of the year, unless you know some other races, uh, bigger races that are happening uh, before Minios or towards the end of the year. But I believe that that has got to be the big or the next district race um, that's going to be in the surrounding area because round number 15, you know, the last round of uh, the NCMX series will be this weekend at Silver Valley. So there's plenty of time um, to get your last gate drop. Oh yeah, like trust me, it's it's getting cold. It's that time, you know. Just it, it's the last one. You definitely want to get that last gate drop in a year. I mean, of course, many of is the last one. But if you're running the series, like you know, NCMX District Twenty Nine or District Thirteen or Mama, like you definitely want to get them final gate drops in uh, before it's time to put them up for uh, a little bit until Christmas time, because. That's when everybody pops back out when they get the fresh gear and bikes and goggles and all that. That's right. And one note I actually did write down, and before I forget, we're going to bring back the FXR Lick Kit this weekend, Heavy D. So you got to help me keep an eye out for or you stop yourself for some of the riders with the Lick Kit. So we got to we got to find an FXR Lick Kit for this weekend, Heavy D. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait! It's gonna be so fun. I know, man. FXR lit kid, it, it was sick, dude. FXR lit kid is sick, dude. I, I I don't know why, but it's just like everybody they, they pop out with that kit and they're ready to go. But hey, you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you ride good, you ride good. They sign good. That's right. <laughs> and I, t- <laughs> I tell you what, no matter how fast or how slow you go, if you got a lit kit, you're winning, man. You're winning. Oh, uh, exactly. <laughs> My daddy always tell me, we may not be the fastest, but we're going to look good. That's right. That's right. Let me ask you a he- uh, question, Heavy. What was you, What was your favorite track growing up? Like, I know that we talk about a lot of these tracks that, you know, either A, we've raced or been to or help promote and help, um, you know, do your track work and me with the video side and the journalistic side. But what's what was your favorite track when you were riding? Oh, easy. Can't cope it. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love. I'm okay. Let me clarify this first. I only rode it one time. <laughs> it was my first. It was my first race ever. It, it was my first race ever. It was my first. Yeah, it was my first race ever, and I wrecked every corner and every single roller. I fell over. But at the time, dude, the track. I just. I thought it was such a fun track. Like. And I didn't get to – that was actually the last time. Well, no, they raced one more time after that. Yeah. And I didn't get to go. And then they – that was after they, – they stopped running it then. And then after that, the next track I really liked was uh, Sand Hills and Devil's Ridge. Yeah, no, I, uh, I hear you. And um, I went there maybe a handful of times. Um, but it really just <sighs> – I didn't really, I, I guess maybe at that time I didn't really like sand too much because I used to go to Sand Hills all the time and we used to go to this track called uh, Jacksonville. Um, 
down in I think it was the deep south of of North Carolina, uh, right there near Jim. Yeah, Washington. it was Jacksonville. Yeah, it was Jacksonville, North Carolina, Jacksonville Motorsports Park. Y- yep, yep, that place was sweet. It was all that black sand, though. Black sand. Yep, yep. I really liked the ride with Rolling Hills. I know a lot of people say that, but for some reason, that was one of my favorite tracks. And um, man, it was. Oh, you were a dog at Rolling Hills. Man, that was so much fun. I I loved that place. That that place was my home uh, for a while when I was training with Jim. Uh, so that was definitely my favorite track growing up, uh, for sure. And speaking I'll, of, go ahead. Oh my bad, my bad. I was just saying I can't really. I I rode Rolling Hills one time and it was right. It was the last practice they ever had there, and like I can't really judge it off that because it was so different than what everybody. Like I can see where they changed the heck out of it a lot, and like. So I can't give an accurate reading on Rolling Hills. Yeah. But everybody says it was so sick. Yep. And, it, dude, it really was, man. It, it had some sand in it. It had that good clay in it. Uh, the facility just going in, I don't know, man. It's just it was one of those tracks that I just really, really enjoyed. Speaking of local motocross racing and knowledge from this southeast area, let's go ahead and get Bird Moto's owner, Wes Williams here on the line. Let's do it. Mika Metals strives to be the leader in product quality. Their handlebars are constructed of 6061 aerospace aluminum and have a unique design that allows them to retain maximum strength while still having the flex rider's desire. Mika sprockets are made from 7075 aerospace aluminum, the highest standard in the industry. Their unique tooth design maximizes wear and lets you ride longer. So make sure to go and check out Mika Metals dot com check out their inventory and see for yourself handlebars sprockets tie down straps chains sprays front and back brake pads and much much more so make sure to head on over to mikametals.com and thanks to Mika Metals for helping bring on our guest of the night Mr. Verb Moto himself Wes Williams man I appreciate you coming on to the podcast heck yeah dudes uh happy to be here with my southeast boys that's right. That's right. And uh, before we get into that that famous local Southeast talk, it was a wild weekend and a great and great racing from this past weekend's 36th annual uh, Top Gun Showdown this past weekend. Talk to us about uh, about it from uh, from your point of view. How was it? Man, that's funny you say 36th annual. I was talking to uh, Brent, my partner, earlier. I'm like, I honestly have no idea how many years uh, that has been going. I'm sure I could have looked it up, no problem, on my own website. But um, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, dude, I think it's like 40, 50, 60 years, somewhere in there. So good to know 37 now. But uh, yeah. dude, it, it was incredible. And it's 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 so awesome to see, uh, you know, what, what the the race has done for Cody Gregg and his dad uh, in, the, in the memorial memorial that it's it's given them. And obviously what it's now given back to the privateers. We had 46 guys enter on 252 strokes. Man. 44 made the event on, on Sunday, obviously. But, uh, yeah, 30, $36,638. $33,000, there we go. I, I, I don't know. It's incredible. And, obviously, we uh, we we jumped on board with uh, the Gammons last year to help kind of bring the the, uh, the life back to that event a bit. And uh, both years have been incredibly successful. So many people that I haven't seen in – sometimes decades come out and just want to say what up and race for the first time. And, uh, man, it's, it's, it's very special to us and, and quite an honor to be uh, like part of such an iconic event. Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, I've been racing, uh, my entire life just about in, 
that was one of the races that we made sure that we went to was the Top Gun Showdown. It used to be like Suzuki and Kawasaki uh, were the title sponsors. And this is your second year being the title sponsor and um, outside of wanting to help out. How did how did that come about? Like, did you did you just call them up and said, hey, man, we would love to, you know, uh, sponsor the Top Gun Showdown or how did it work? So we, we do a, a something we call the Verb Shred Tour, which is kind of like trying to plant uh, our, our brand everywhere across the United States and even the world. So we, we try to crisscross the country and go to fun tracks uh, that have cool, unique reasons to go there. Sometimes they're big, sometimes they're small. It's, you know, sometimes like a pop-up pop shop kind of thing, and sometimes it's partnering with a place like Muddy Creek that already has a massive race. So... You know, for us, it's all about brand building and just finding those crazy local roots that we all grew up in yep. and giving back to it in whatever way we can. So, like, you know, I, I, we, we say it all the time. I don't care if 100 people show up, 1,000 people show up, or 10,000 people show up. We put on the same exact uh, show that we can. We give away the same thousands of dollars in prizes every time. I try to get photos of every single kid there. And, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, I, I don't know. I always go back to this. It's like, I remember what it's like making cycle news back in my day, boys, like Oh three Oh four, like getting your name in cycle news, like even in the results or, or freaking, if you got your photo in cycle news, I just remember, I just remember how magical that always was. And like, you know, even leaving the event this weekend, uh, we, we, we went on a mission to try to get photos of everybody and just seeing how many people are tagging us and posting. Like it's, it's so special. So anyways, um, last year, Suzuki kind of dropped out of, um the sponsoring of the event they they they'd been a long long time sponsor there yeah. so i i wouldn't doubt if they were there the original 35 years oh, um sure. ever since it, it, it was the suzuki <laughs> top gun showdown as far as i can remember i started going in 05 oh, okay um yep. but anyways sam and jane called us and um and and we, it was like one of those things i i started going there in 05 and and them and Vicky Roberts were kind of the first people to ever embrace what I was trying to do on the internet and doing internet videos. And, you know, they actually let me in free and film and treated me with like so much dignity and respect. And I always have remembered that. And so I've always loved them and gone back as much as I could to that event. So I don't, they called us and just said, Hey, Suzuki doesn't want to do this with us anymore. Like, would you guys be interested in partnering with us and helping us, helping us bring it back to what it was. And I mean, honestly, like I, I could not believe Sam Gammon called me on the phone and was asking me this. I like, I remember like driving down the road at my house here in Idaho when it happened. And, uh, I don't know. It's such an honor. Like I get chills talking about, it cause like, yeah, I just remember going back to Oh five, what that race meant to me and like how many people used to show up to that. And, uh, it was like the race in the Southeast. Right. right. So, um, so of course I'm like, all right, I don't care what it takes to make this happen. We will figure it out. So here we are two years in. No, man, that is awesome. And, uh, of course, the Cody Gregg and Chris Gregg uh, Memorial two-stroke race is always one that a lot of fans come out to and a lot of uh, motocross enthusiasts like ourselves, you know, try to go out and, uh, and support, of course. And I know you knew Cody and Chris uh, very well with uh, their time within the sport. And uh, what does it mean to you? to be a part of such an awesome cause in a race, the contributions throughout uh, these races for them. Speak about that and what it means for you and Verb Moto to be a part of it. Yeah, I, I, I obviously can't take too much or really any credit at all. It's all the doing of Sam and Jane to get back to the honor of uh, Chris and Cody there. And, and us just coming in and, and bringing a little bit more awareness to it, I think has helped a lot. But I, I'll tell you this, especially from a dad perspective now, um, 
Lisa being up there on the podium with that check. And I asked her a few questions with the camera after the race this weekend. And I, I was in tears just because just knowing, um, again, from just from the, from the dad or parent perspective, just hearing her talk about the memory of her husband and son and what it means to her to see still see them still living on. And now they're giving back, you know, um, it's, it's so, so, so special. I mean, you know, it's obviously a terrible situation what happened, but, um, you know, what, what, what a great way to commemorate them and, uh, continue honoring their memory. So, I mean, it's, um, you know, obviously in the sport, we've, we've seen a lot of friends, um, come and go in yeah. a very unfortunate ways. And, and, you know, they're, they're two great friends that we all had. And I, I don't know, it's, it's very special to me. And, and even when they called me last year, going back to that question, like I wanted to do this to help honor them as well. So, yeah. you know, full circle, it's, um, it's, yeah, just, I have chills talking about this. I, I'm going to cry too. It's just, uh, <laughs> I can uh, hear it in your voice, it's, man, it's, for it's sure. Special, dude. It's, it's special, dude. Like again, just being out there with Lisa on the podium I mean, even standing next, next to Jane, like, you know, it's, um, it's, it's literally why we all do this, right? right. Like what a, what a, what a special damn sport. Yep. And that's the whole reason that I started Imperative MX. And I actually remember speaking to you for pretty much my first time last year at, at Muddy Creek and was asking you some questions and some media questions yep. and things like that. And you were like, man, this is what I love right here. You know, the, the professional side gets so um, tight knit and so, you know, on time and, you know, this and that. But this right here at the local scene and the heart of motocross is what you love the most. And that's where you started at. Yeah, and hey, Heavy D working up for this. He was around a lot back in the back in my early days, like running around. Uh, I mean, shoot, he was Heavy. You're probably what ten years old. Yeah, dude, that's been years ago, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, I obviously said it to you too. But I mean, I, I, I have the chances to go to every race in the world, and I've done every race in the damn world, and I still will pick going to a burp shred tour at any. Any point, any place over going to A1, like, I just, I live for those memories that I created when I was a kid, and, and like, everywhere we go, it's still just that same feeling. I rock up the Money Creek or Next Level or Watch Google, it doesn't matter, MX207, and, like, just being able to hang out with that core group of people that, like, live and breathe this sport, like, yeah. I, I don't know, it's, just, it's, I don't even know how to explain it, but, like, what it does to your heart, your soul, and your passion, like, it just helps you. I don't know. It's an insatiable feeling. You can't ever like check the box of the craving that you have for dirt bikes. But I can tell you going to the first stretch you were in like stoking out that many people. It's like, I, I don't know. There, there's no, there's no better feeling. Yeah. And that's the whole reason that, you know, myself and heavy D and really why I started imperative MX sure to cover the professional side, but man, I really loved, uh, really loved the local scene growing up. And like you said, and actually heavy D reminded me actually last year, uh, after this event that I had one of my photos taken and videos taken by you guys because you guys went up there to Birch Creek. I can't remember. Uh, the oh Moto X America, I think, is what they had it or something like that. But you had a video of me and, and one of uh, either you or one of uh, your other guys that were there had a had a picture of me. And man, that was that was like a dream come true to have Verb Moto Dude, take, cool. take videos and pictures of me, you know. Birch, that's Virginia, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been like 2008. That might have been like our first ever ride day. Yeah, it was. It, it, was. it really it was, was y'all's first ride day. day. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it is, is that Rusty? Rusty from Triangle, 
Triangle Cycles? Yep, yep. yep. Right down the street. Yep. Yes, dude. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, man. That yeah, was such yeah, a that was there, such a cool buddy. time. Yeah. Go ahead, Heavy D. Yes. Yeah, dude. It was. Yeah, I remember because it was funny because Zach, he, we was talking about Vermoto, and I was like, "Dude, you're in a Vermoto video." He was like, "Huh?" I was like, "Yeah, at Birch Creek." Like, oh wait, I was like, "I'm a hundred, I'm a hundred percent sure you were the ending clip when you railed that berm in the back." And yep. he was like, "Really?" And he went back and looked, dude. He was so stoked. He was like, "He never do that." Yeah, I had how no, cool is that? I had no idea. I know you guys have taken a couple of photos of me at other races that you guys were at. And uh, that sort of thing, but I had no idea that there was a video. So uh, Heavy D helped hey. me out with that one last year, and that was so sick, man. Here, here I am. I still, I still uh, just create the memories and try to be the historian of amateur motocross, man. I, that's cool. Like, oh, wait, yeah, no, it's, it's, all, it's all time in between. I'm, yeah. I'm 37 now, still running around amateur dirt bike races, dude. But like I said, I wouldn't, change, I just wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah, and like I was saying, you know, there is, there was really no journalist or no, uh, you know, no podcast at that time growing up or anything like that. But there was really no true journalist unless you went to some of these bigger races and Cycle News might yep, have came out yep. or whatever the case may be. But I wanted to kind of fill that gap. And that's really the reason um, that I started Imperative. And of course, the Imperative MX podcast is to shine light on those riders that never got the opportunity. Like last uh, two weekends ago, I went to the North Carolina State Championship. And last week on our pod, I made sure to uh, to name out all of the riders that won the NC State Championship. And I can't tell you the amount of people that said thank you, <laughs> you know, and it's just such a really That's cool so feeling cool. and stuff like that. And, you know, that was stuff that didn't happen to us when we were growing up outside of you guys with the camera and things like that. So I wanted to kind of fill in that gap. Uh, the Imperative yep. Index Podcast, episode number 29, with owner of Verb Moto, Wes Williams, brought to you by our good folks over there at Mika Metals. And he's on the line, Heavy D. Dude, you know what's, what's funny is it's like, y'all might not like look at it this way, but I, I do because I'm, when I first met Wes, it was way back, dude. Um, him and Brent, when I first met him, I was like, I started naming off verb videos that they done like three years, <laughs> couple years prior. And they was like, dude, like, you really like are into this. I was like, yeah, like y'all, y'all like, y'all like set the pinnacle, dude, like. It's crazy, like the platform. Like I, the reason I say to this day, I'm I'm gonna say it, but like Dean Wilson, I feel like his YouTube channel is so big because dude, if you think back to amateurs, y'all made that guy. I'm just gonna say it. Y'all made Dean Wilson for the camera. He like made like when y'all put him in videos, it was so awesome to watch, and it, it's crazy. Like I, I feel like. It, it took a while, but as far as like the social media platform, but that's why I feel like he's so good now because y'all yeah. made him like a, a, a camera star. I feel like, and I know discredit to Dean by any means, but like, dude, like y'all set it up for him, and like it's crazy. All these years later, he's finally running with it, but it's like him and a lot of other kids. Like I think they're so big because y'all's platform, and even when y'all stopped for a little while. You could you could tell like it just it wasn't the same. It, it just was not the same. That's cool to hear you say that. I Wygant always tells me he's like, dude, it's crazy the difference. Like you just said, 
all the kids that came up with us, even down to AC, Barsha, all those guys are so good on camera because we always had cameras in their faces. Yep. Um, and he's like, and, and you know, that five, six years that we had that gap, he's like, I can see the kids that just aren't used to that spotlight or always talking to people on camera. And I, maybe it's a lot different now because there are so many kids running around with cameras, but you know, I, I think what the difference is, is like we used to do, or we still do now, like everything we do story driven versus so many of the other kids with cameras only care about Insta bangers. And I mean, right. hey, that's cool and all, but like, you know, storytelling is a lost art and storytelling is really where you make money in, in video production. So, um, you, know, you know, it's it's not like all the thousand kids running around making cool ass videos. They're not getting these awesome sound bites and integrating all these personality clips like we used to. So it's like, cool. You guys are very good at shooting dirt bikes, but you're not harnessing what I think is the coolest part, which is the personality. Everybody can shoot a dirt bike doing cool shit. Like that's not very hard. Get the kids to personify who they are and, and, and be themselves on camera. And like, that's, that's what's special. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent, man. And you think about like it, it's it's still mind boggling. Like I feel like time flew, but guys like AC, Coop, like Barsha, like y'all catching them when they're younger and like seeing them now, it, it's crazy how many like how how much people love them still. Like they all hey, have yeah. their different <laughs> fan base, but you know how I know that heavy is because every time, like, if 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 like three things haven't popped on on Instagram for whatever reason, I'm like, cool, I'll just dig into the archive. Oh wait, throw together partial clip real quick. <laughs> Sweet dude, you know that's good for like 150 thousand views. Like, it's so <laughs> time I post anything throwback, it just crushes, and it's like I was telling I was actually telling Brent today this too. I'm like, hey man, like. At some point in time, I don't want to be like the throwback guy anymore. But it's like, <laughs> it's, I, and I'm like, what is like 10 years from now? Am I still posting like Barsha clips? I don't know. <laughs> At some point, I'm over there. We'll like, all still like it, it, it. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Absolutely sin- love it, though. Yeah, and everybody it loves sick. it. Don't get me wrong. It's sick. It is sick. I'm not just saying, hey, man. Like, it's, it's, that like, 07 with uh, Osborne and Larson, that was a good pull. That one was a I good know, pull. Right? I remember being there for that, and oh, that was yeah. insane, man. That was insane. Yep. Um, but since the beginning of Verb Moto, like, you've, like we've been talking about, you've been behind the lens at a ton of races, uh, throughout the years here in the local North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, South Carolina area. And this area has produced some of the best motocross racers uh, in the United States and, and potentially even in the world. And my question for you is, do you agree? And what are some of the races you remember attending that you really, really enjoyed or you, you saw great battles or what will you always remember about this uh, Southeast area? Well, even going back to when I used to race, uh, in the early 2000s, the Southeast was pretty much the pinnacle. Like, if you could make it to Loretta's in the Southeast, which I did, um, you could consider yourself like pretty much one of the top tier riders. Because I, I don't know what it was back then. You, you, I know what it is now, but back then, I, I what was producing the the fast riders in the Southeast, I don't know. But uh, now, obviously, with the, the amount of training facilities, GPF, MTF, um, south of the border, like all the ones in Florida, like, there's just so many places. So obviously the Southeast is definitely the pinnacle now for like that, that crop of talent. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like going back to, to my day, like, I mean, shoot, dude, I was 
16, 17, 18 years old driving around a box and I couldn't really afford to go too far. Um, Virginia was pretty much, I, Actontown, Virginia was pretty much the highest I ever got to go. Oh, okay. um, but yep. you know, I, I'd, I'd kind of follow around like the area qualifiers back then. And, uh, really in the winter time, I, you know, shoot, I had a box van. So I'd, I'd drive down to the, the winter amps and just like do that whole six week swing in Florida. Um, and kind of, maybe not, I wouldn't say down there necessarily all the time, but I, I, you know, I, especially back then the winter amps just went off. I think they right. still do to some degree, maybe not with the, the amateur level of racing is definitely way different than it was back then. Uh, for whatever reason, you know, kids aren't quite into racing nearly as much as they used to, which I would love to change if there's a way, but, uh, um, I, you know, I, I, I would have done all the Georgia stuff, tons of South Carolina, tons of Florida, always just get like lazy river in, in Georgia. That was one of my staples, um, Etchikani, Silver Dollar, Mill Creek, Alabama. Yeah, I was, I, I, and Muddy Creek, obviously. So I, I, I spent uh, I spent a lot of time at those those tracks. Okay, cool. Um, what were you know some of the some of the guys that came from uh, the North Carolina area, like uh, Les Smith and Taylor Futrell and Stroop uh-huh. and uh, all of those guys? Man, I'm sure you probably had to see some good battles with uh, with those guys anywhere that they showed up at, huh? I mean, hey, I'll tell you this, freaking oh oh five, oh six, oh seven, oh eight, like my camera was on those boys nonstop. Yep. I think everybody so, was, right? Uh, yeah, and then I and even Ian Treadle was North Carolina Graham, yep. North Carolina, yep. if I remember correctly. Yeah. So him, him him Gavin, um who else would have been from the area? Um I mean shoot, I there's a lot. Uh, yeah. There's there's a lot. Yeah, he's he said Stroop, you, you you said some of the top ones there. I mean that yeah. Another one to get out of you probably do, you probably don't remember. Uh Zach Oliver, he was nasty on eighty five. Yep. 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 That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yep. <laughs> yeah, dude. Zach yeah. Oliver. There were a lot of good good kids. Oh, from, Jacob uh, Hayes. Area. Yep, Hayes, yep. yep. Peters. Yep. Peters. Oh, yeah. I thought Josh Oh yeah, Somebody, yeah. I mean, yeah. dude, that that list would be endless if I if I came prepared. I'd probably be able to. We could probably <laughs> <stop some laughs> no, you're good. I kind of put you on the spot on that one, but I just wanted to uh, show that, or you know, I wanted the listeners to know that you know a lot of these guys from the North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia area that would go down to some of the races that you attended or that you had your camera on because they were, um, you know, at that time some of the fastest guys, if not the fastest guys. PJ from the area. And, you know, there's uh-huh. there's so many guys from this southeast area from Virginia down that are some of the best motocross racers in the world. And um, like you were speaking about, you know, a lot of these kids don't get the spotlight that they deserve. And, you know, they don't get the camera in their face anymore and things like that. And, um, you know, we're really trying to change that with what we're doing here and uh, try to oh, live, yeah. try to live it on. And, you know, and another thing that you were talking about, you didn't know why a lot of these uh, amateur racers don't go racing and we talk about it all the time on the pod and I believe it's just a, the the facilities they want to put saran wrap around these guys and make sure that they're safe for the big races but sometimes that's not really the best because you know Futrell and Stroop and go, so on and so forth they would go racing every single weekend right and that's yep. where their race craft and that's how they hone their skills and things like that and when you're just training and you can kind of lollygag and you know, do it's your, not the same. It's not the same. And then when they go to these big races, it's very hard for them to compete because they don't do a lot of the, you know, they don't 
go to these local tracks, even if they win by a mile, it's still good to get these gate drops and, hey, you may fall in the first turn and you got to come through the pack, you know? And I think that that's, you know, that's one of the things that we're trying to change here is try to bring spotlight to these local district races and the Victory Sports Series and all of these other series that are around the area that are losing numbers, you know, year after year, and we're trying to get them back. And so hopefully with the spotlight and, and all of that, that it can come back because we do want to see it succeed. And of course, you know, at the local scene or at the local, you know, heart of the sport, that's where a lot of these manufacturers make their money from and to pay these top riders to go and ride. You know, they, they get the money off of what you do to go and buy a bike, buy parts, whatever the case may be. And if you're not doing that every single weekend, buying bikes, things like that, you may not even be able to watch your favorite rider on TV. I know that's not really the case now because there's a lot of things in the sport, but it does go hand in hand. Do you agree? One, that Everything you just said surmises why we do the Verb Shred Tour. Number one, like us being able to go across the country and spotlight kids that like Dakota Baker is a great one. He, uh, I bet him in Illinois earlier this year. Yeah. And then, you know, he, he, he was smoking the field there and then he goes to Loretta's and he's like kind of a fifth place kid, 15th place kid. Um, but I went and checked on him and said, what up? I said, you know, every time on the line, cause I've seen him earlier, a few weeks earlier. And then he goes and wins the second moto by a mile in the mud. That's and awesome. because I had seen him, I was, I was like, Oh my God, I know this moment and what it's going to mean to him and his family. And I think that video has 300 and something thousand views on, on, uh, on our Instagram. And, you know, now that kid has that memory and I knew to film him because I was there. So that copy paste that across the board, like think about the amount of people I've met this past weekend at Muddy Creek and now they're cataloged in my brain and I see them and, you know, hopefully I give them a little bit of spotlight out of Muddy Creek right? and they get something next, you know, on a bigger stage, I'm like, Oh, that's so-and-so from Muddy Creek or, Oh, that's so-and-so from Washougal. And, you know, now it's like, now my attention is just a little bit there. They're in the back of my brain. So, and and your second point is like where that's where companies make money. 1000%. That's what I always say about the grassroots amateur motocross. Like I was the C-class kid that bought your product, dude. Like we, we are going to these things and, and, and the D class racers, the C class racers and the low level B's, those are the guys that buy your stuff. When you go to Freestone, don't get me wrong, it's an epic event. But none, most of those kids there aren't paying for shit. Right. So it's like, you know, I, what what am I doing there to move the needle for your brand? Like, cool, I have some in, uh, some ads on our website. Like, cool, man, that checks the box. But I'll tell you what checks the biggest box. Me going and showing a D-class racer, racer some Mika medals and why they want to now put those on their bike instead of having the stock bars. Right. right? So it's like right, – right. So I always say that, you know, it's very hard for any company to go to, uh, I mean, Muddy Creek's pretty big, but like, you know, let's say we have an event at uh, uh, Strawberry Hills, right? Like, let's do a pop-up shop at Strawberry Hills. Well, 300 300 kids show up that aren't used to any of that stuff, and they get to see and touch and feel these products. Now they're fans of that product. They're fans of your brand. And, uh, you know, whether it's our brand, Mika Metals, Yamaha, Stasic, you know, the Gringer bikes or Amp bikes that we do all the demos for. It's like you're going into an oil field of consumers that will li- that will buy your product the second they leave here. That's right. So I don't know. I, you know, obviously we got to make business sense of everything. So I love what we do. And that's the reason I, I'm able to justify it on an ROI level is, right. hey, we can go here and we're, 
we have thousands of consumers every time we stop somewhere and they're seeing your products. Yep. Yep. The Imperative right, Index Podcast, right. episode number 29 with Verb Moto's Wes Williams. Heavy D? I, I, I do got to ask this. Uh, will we ever see another platinum? Oh, hell yeah. Um, Let's go. go. That's one of of those things right now. Like, man, I I would love to be able to do what we used to do and go make cool, really cool videos. But right now, I'm a a dad of two. Uh, I live in Idaho. It's very much different than life used to be. We used to be six guys traveling around in a motorhome anywhere, everywhere. We used to literally eat peanut butter and jelly uh, 14 days in a row so we could go do a Justin Marshall Platinum, right? So. Uh, right. life's just a lot different everybody's got to make money they got house payments car payments uh wives kids you know so it's we we do a lot of production work we do vermoto kind of is our, our our really fun passion project and i think once we get verb to the point of being able to justify going out and doing fun marketing things that are you know there, there's no roi on being able to go do a platinum like a shred tour can actually make you money right Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone like, oh, cool, you made $37 on YouTube, uh, but it cost you $25,000 to go do it. It's like, uh, (laughs) so when I get to the point of like, hey, man, if I'm selling a million damn t shirts a year, I will gladly go do some damn platinums because I can say, hey, man, a lot of people are probably buying our t shirts because we're making really cool videos. But right now, we're just kind of like in a really, uh, a transition stage, I guess, is the best way to put it. We, we were doing so much production work, and I'm trying to phase out of doing work for other people and doing it more for Verb, but it's just one of those things until Verb gets to the point where it can um, really pay the, the, the whole staff I have. Um, you know, we kind of have to have best of both worlds and work, work two jobs, essentially. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um. What's the what's the plan for uh, for next year? I'm sure that you're going to be doing a lot more of the Verb Shred Tour, of course, and I'm sure you're going to have the Verb Classic back. Um, yep. Any any other uh, big plans? Maybe even perhaps coming up to any of the uh, North Carolina Virginia checks in the near future that you have in mind, or what's kind of the plan for it, next year? So so now that we're the Muddy Creek was our last stop. Actually, I was about to say it was the last stop over Verb Shred Tour. We're supposed to have one at Paula this year, but uh, we canned that one and we're rescheduling it for next year. So we had to replace that one with one at Mesquite at the end of this, this year. But uh, we got a lot of really fun ones in the works, just trying to work on our schedule now. But Gypsy Tales is uh, partnering with us on a few next year, and he wants to kind of bring some Australian flair for some like fun races they do over there. Nice. He wants to try that, try those models here. So we're going to partner with him on a few events. We're going to go to a few staples that we've always had. And then we always, always want to go to new places and, and hang out with new people and new crowds and new tracks, especially. Um, I, for one, love going to new places. Uh, like, you probably hate me because <laughs> – you kind of you kind of established a reputation out of place and a track, and and the consumer knows what to expect and experience, and um and I'm always like, hey, let's go this place instead, and you know you kind of got to go back to the drawing board sometimes. So yeah, for better or worse, uh, I love going to new places, and so I can tell you this: if you got a good place in North Carolina, just let me know and. Um, oh, oh, hey, oh. we got we got a good one. We got a good one. We, we call, got a good one. We, it's happening this weekend, so unfortunately, it won't be able to be in your in your plans and your timetables. But I'm telling you right now, this track 
called Silver Valley MX Park in Lexington, North Carolina. Oh, I, I saw you. I saw your post on it today with the big ass purse. Oh, dude, I'm yes, telling you, it is the strange. local national. That place is cool. unreal. And so for next year, if you guys want to come out, let's try to collaborate and try to get right, hey, hey, and maybe, together and try to do something for next year and maybe oh, even so make your purse even back, bigger. Back to back weekends, huh? Yeah, man. Stay, let's on, try, stay on the East Coast. Yeah, try and do something, yeah. man. That'd be cool if they if they have it around the same time where you can have, you know, Verb Moto up there at the Top Gun Showdown again, and then we both collaborate and come down the Silver Valley, man. I'm telling you. Because, you know, Rod Ooh, Bell's been, it would be. Rod Bell, Kilroy, uh, Mason Simmons from the GNCC came out, um, Trevin Nelson. There's, I mean, Jacob Hayes flies all the way across the country to come to this race damn near every year. Oh, Henry Miller. I mean, dude, it, it's unreal the amount of people that show up already. And if we have two media people that are willing to go in on it, it could be really something special. And that place is unreal like you've never seen before. Like, well, we, literally, I if like it was it. a collaboration, you talking about an insane race, it would be like the Baja Acres of the South. <laughs> I like that. It'd be unreal. I like that. It'd be really I'm cool. Looking at I'm, I'm looking at the photos of it now. It has uh, it has Bremen vibes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. gnarly. It is, it is gnarly. Every single guy outside of Freddie Norin, that's the only rider that told me that it was not were or uh gnarlier than a than a um pro national um wow it is gnarly i mean 15 ruts you can see going all the way across the track i'm i'm i'm, I'm seeing that <laughs> uh, in, the, in the reels i mean dude man it's crazy like one of my biggest reels has like almost 400k just from the last year's event watching the riders from behind um you know going down one wow. of the straightaways and it's unreal man it, that place is unreal yeah. it's got Big booters, you know, real safe uh, track. But like we talk about, man, these tracks are not as um, – they're a lot faster nowadays. You don't get the gnarliness, I feel like, um, outside of a couple of races. But, you know, we had Garrett Marchbanks on the podcast uh, not too long ago, and he said the Ironman National was nowhere even close to being as gnarly as he did when he went on Amateur Day a couple of years ago or a handful of years ago. And – uh he would love to see the tracks come <laughs> back to be that gnarly again. And that place right there, you can really solidify your skill on that place because it's it's unreal well, and it's insane. That's cool. Yeah. So maybe I can next tell year you we'll this, play my, 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 my ass ain't riding that until unless it's uh unless I get first practice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, in, in first practice, it's even deep. They uh they have a lumber company that really, really helps them out and brings in a lot of sawdust and a lot of mulch. And, oh, and yeah. they have amazing, amazing already that good North Carolina dirt underneath it. And man, that guy, Thad, yeah. and the entire crew goes to work on that place. And uh, I wrote it last year I on practice day. And I tell you what, that is now my one of my favorite tracks, uh, just to ride and have fun because it's it's a challenge, you know. A lot, like I said, a lot of these tracks are so easy to go out there and pick whatever line you want, and um, only two or three lines in the corners, and that place has like fifteen in the corner. So you got to be really precise on on which one. And honestly, for us being media people, you can really point out the 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 bad riders, oh. the good riders, and the great riders just from that track right there. Yeah. The racing is insane. The racing's so sweet. It's like it's a full twenty minute duke out. Like they go at it like it's 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 so sweet. 
All right, so what you guys are telling me is I'm going to get some cell phone clips to post on Verb this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you want you want Let's some? I'll, I'll get you some. I got to announce this weekend, so I'll get Heavy D to uh, to go down there on trackside and uh, and do All that. All right. Yeah, so we'll we'll try and get some uh, get some footage uh, for you guys, and you guys can help us out as well. That'd be greatly appreciated. That'd be sick. Done. That'd Done deal. Let's All see, right. Let's see some sickos. Yeah, man, it's going to be a good one, and man, I'm sure a lot of guys are going to show up. Actually, a lot of guys that were at uh, Top Gun Showdown this past weekend at your event and uh, Victory Sports event will actually be coming down to this race as well. So um, it will be oh, I re- bet. I mean, really how, good. How far apart is it? Uh, I don't know right off the top of my head, but I want to say maybe Heavy D, um, like five hours maybe? maybe oh, not bad at all. Maybe four or five hours, something <laughs> like that. Maybe Heavy D, That's I'm not cool. sure. Oh, from, so. from Muddy Creek to Silver Valley? Yeah. Oh no, it's not even that far. It's like half of that. Oh, okay. That's All right, cool. ten four. Ten four. Yeah. So if we could get it together, like you know, and uh, and have that work together, where one's one weekend and then the other one's the next weekend, I'm telling you what, that's an easy drive right there. So I know, right? Yeah. So I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this: that that landscape of Muddy Creek pulling out, the leaves are changing and shit. I was like, man, like with how busy I've been recently. Yeah. I was like, man, if I had an Airbnb right here where I could just go camp up for the week and uh, <laughs> and have some coffee and like bring my family out and just like look at this, get, have a porch that was like looking out over a valley like that. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that what I'm saying is next year that sounds like it might actually be in play. I would love to be like, hey, we're going to Muddy Creek and we're gonna chill for the week and then we're going to Silver Valley. Let's go. Yeah, man, that would be so sick. I'm sure the listeners are gonna be jumping out of their seats listening Ooh. to this. So that is really <laughs> awesome and uh. The last question I had, and then I'll let Heavy D ask his last question, but um, we talked about it a little bit. I, I didn't go through the Loretta's Vault, but I went through the AMA rider search uh, to see if actually you did some races uh, back in the day, and it doesn't go farther than 2009 for you, I think, um, maybe, um, or it could have been another Wes Williams. But um, must, must have been my, my last race was 06. Oh, okay. Okay. 10 4. So, um, but what? You know, what was your, your background? A little bit of background for the people that don't know. Uh, so I, I just, uh, lo- local local Joe, uh, started <laughs> riding dirt bikes with kids in my neighborhood, probably like most kids do. And then, uh, shoot, dude, I, I, I don't even know how, um, I find, found out, out about racing. I think literally it was mini warriors tapes. Like the only way you knew yep. anything about dirt bikes back then was like mini warriors. And I, that's right. And those videos, like crusty, crusty's mini warriors, uh, still roots and so anyways when i came across many words like like saw davy Millsaps, james stewart and loretta Lynn's and all these races i was like holy shit like <laughs> what is this right and so then i and like back then there wasn't even the internet hardly so no. I, I i don't i don't i don't remember even how we found out about like it was called the gpg series back then it used to go to aonia educani yeah silver dollar um paradise uh so donnie banks ran that and then vicky's vicky roberts always ran her it was just we i don't remember hers was the sas it wasn't what it was called now but um anyways like you know i i just started doing all that kind of stuff and and you know 13 14 15 year old kid my mom taking me to races on the weekends uh you know became became my life just like anybody that does it right it's so damn addictive so um you know and honestly like i i credit dirt bikes to my life turning out the way it, ha- they, it has because i stayed out of trouble me and my mom spent a lot of damn quality good time together going to race on the weekends i made 
friends that I still talk to to this day. Um, you know, it's like even funny, like I used to race with Corey Cohn and Josh McCarty and their kids were both at Muddy Creek this weekend. And, uh, I, it's so cool to just be around like Gregory Roberts, that his mom's, uh, Vicky Roberts that runs lazy river. I see him around all the time now and his kid riders, yeah. uh, racing too. And I, I don't know. It's just so rad for me. I don't want my kid to race, but, uh, it's really fun <laughs> watching everybody else's kids race. Yeah. yeah. So it, I made it to Loretta's in O2 in the C class. Um, but I can tell you where my career effectively ended. Uh, Stuart showed up to Etchikani and Silver and Lazy River in O one oh when I was still in the youth class. <laughs> and Stewie lapped me in five laps at Lazy River. And I think I, I like I literally remember the moment he blew by me. And I, I, I think in that moment I knew I was never gonna be pro. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I swear, dude, I, I remember the moment. But anyways, I, I made it to Loretta's, kind of checked that box. I went to race C-class against Jimmy Albertson and uh, a handful of other really fast uh, dudes back then. Michael Paglia was in my class, Jeff Alessi. Um, so after that, I kept racing, but that's kind of when I picked up the video camera, too, in uh, 03. Uh, and, and this, this guy, Dave Martin, uh, his son was Nathan Martin, who's, uh, sadly no longer with us, but anyways, he came up to me and gave me 20 bucks and said, Hey man, like, can you make my video for, for my kid? And I was like, wait, I could make money making dirt bike videos. <laughs> and you know, it kind of yeah. clicked in that moment that <laughs> holy shit, like no one else is doing this. I'm looking around and no one else running around with video cameras and, um, uh, road and dirt at the time was the only one yep. i've ever seen figure out how to like videos to a computer edit them and like make it and put them on a website so i i, I studied what he did and figured out how he got got them online i guess and uh buddy justin odom helped me start goatcreations.com and put up a website so um that's awesome started putting up just these old crazy terrible videos from uh 03 04 gpg series and Slowly, slowly uh, fizzled my way out of racing because I just started going to races and doing what we do now effectively. Um, and it, I, I think it was just way too hard to like film and race. You know, yeah. something kind it takes your concentration too much off of racing. So yeah, yeah, I, I busted my ass one day at Silver Dollar and uh, trying to kind of do both. And I think in that moment I was, yeah, you know what? Maybe I should just go film dirt bikes for the rest of my life. <laughs> Man, that is uh, that is awesome. One of those years, I know that you can go back and look at the vault, and I had some heavy hitters, definitely for sure. And those dudes wow. laughed me, and I was like, "Yeah, bro, I don't know, I don't know." But I kept <laughs> I kept living it out, trying to see if uh, I could I could do something. And actually, Jim Neese trained me for like ten or twelve years of my life. Oh, so, how cool! Yep. So yeah, uh, so I got all that behind the scenes and made a lot of my top accolades off of Arena Cross. Uh, go figure with Jim. Um. But man, I had a I had a, a lot of fun, and I love announcing. You know, I you know the legend, uh, Ken Farrell and Wes uh, Wes Kane. You know, I've listened to them damn near my entire life, and uh, yeah, I'm really yeah. a, really glad I'm in the announcing gig now because a lot of things like the Honda and a lot of the other uh, crazy um, things that Wes Kane says on the microphone, I I tend to do the same, and it just <laughs> ends up just being funny, you know, and um. Yeah, man. It's, and how how cool crazy. is it that, that Ken still at Muddy Creek, man? Oh yeah, I had I, I announced with him my first time two weekends ago at that NCMP uh, North Carolina State Championship race, and I I mean, man, me and him talked the entire weekend, and and uh, you know I've always heard <laughs> him uh, 
over the years, but actually never really got to sit down and talk to him. And man, he was a bad dude on the fit on the 500 CC back in the day. So he knows his stuff. Bro, I, I, he's a good dude. I didn't even know that. That's cool. I'll, yeah. I'll have, I need to hang out with him a lot more next year. I always go in and say what's up or whatever, but I never get to spend any time with him. You know, we're always on the go. So yeah. No, that'd he's be a awesome good dude. to hear his history. Yeah, no, he's cool. He said that he got lapped by, uh, by Amara and all of those guys back in the day. And he was like, yeah, it's, this is probably not for me. And he had a lot of broken bones and stuff <laughs> like that. So, um, but man, it's, uh, it's been an awesome time here with you. Uh, heavy D, do you have any other, uh, final thoughts or questions for Wes? Yeah, I was just going to say thank you, man. <laughs> like, honestly, like y'all probably do realize, but like y'all have done so much for the sport, man. Like you're half the reason I'm, as much in love with motocross as I am because Agreed. like before I ever met y'all guys, like I remember like when, right when I started racing, like I learned so much about amateur nationals and stuff just from watching y'all's videos. Like That's right. I That's couldn't wait to y'all would put out like day one, day two, day three, uh-huh. you know, like verb selects, like dude, like that made my childhood, bro. Like I didn't care. Like it made me not even care about going to public school anymore. Like because I couldn't sit around and watch like verb videos and keep up with amateur stuff. Yeah. Like what hey, was going on? Like it's the only reason I hate Instagram now because it ruined the art of what we used to do. It's um, it, it did, man. Yeah, yeah it just, you're right. It, 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 and it's so hard to. Especially now, it wasn't. It, I used to love staying up till two or three in the morning at amateur nationals when I was twenty-two, but. I can tell you now, like, as soon as you hit 30, you're like, oh, man, it's 1030, man. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> yep, yep. So, and especially when you know you're going to put something on YouTube, something like that, and you're going to get, you know, 3,000 views and something back then, man, it'd be like 80,000 instantly. And, right. I, you know, I, I don't know what changed so much in the landscape, but I, well, I do. It's Instagram. Kids want 15-second videos. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it is sad that that, that kind of has gone by the wayside, but um, I, I appreciate the comments nonetheless. It's uh, it's been an honor and a, a, a privilege to be the amateur motocross historian. I guess is the best way to call me at the moment. But, no, uh, you really, you, you know, really I, are, and that's what I, you know, right before I brought you on, that's exactly what I said. If you want to know local motocross, we're gonna have Verb Moto's Wes Williams on the line, and that man knows yeah. a, a shit ton about some local motocross <laughs> racing and, and, and being in the trenches too you know you, ha- you in the box yeah. van pb and j's or whatever the case may be trying to find you know some some money to go to the next race but without that struggle and that and that hustle you wouldn't be where you guys are at today and doing all of this yeah. cool shit that you guys have done over the years so um just like heavy d said i greatly appreciate what you have done for uh, for the sport on the amateur side, because I think those memories and those videos and all of that will go a long way and they will always be there. And, uh, for us to reflect on great memories and, uh, seeing all of those riders that we get to see now, you know, um, every Saturday night, um, at the supercrosses and races and, uh, and things like that. So, um, for myself and, Heavy D, man, we greatly appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Yeah. This has been an absolute blast uh, hearing all of your knowledge and all of your information. And yeah, man, let's make let's make Silver Valley happy next year. Let's make it happen. I like it. I like it, boys. I like it. I like it a lot. But so, uh, hey, I'll tell you this, boys. Uh, we're just getting started. I mean, we, I, I, I've been doing doing this shit for a long time, but uh, since we brought her back in 2020, I just it's. 
always been a dream of mine to get it to the where I know it can go and what it can be. And we're, we're just at the tip of the iceberg right now. So we, we got a lot of great, awesome big plants for Verb. And I can tell you what, it's uh, it all stems right there in the amateur motocross uh, world. I, I, I think going to a Verb Shed Tour amateur race, 20 times over going to Anaheim one. So yep. you guys know where you'll find me. Yeah, no kidding. And, yeah. and just to even elaborate on that, you know, this was my first year getting media credentials to go and sit in front of, you know, sit in the press box and get to hang out and get to watch all of this stuff. And I'm telling you, every single time your comment was right at Muddy Creek one year ago today, where you just don't get that thrill of the amateur local heart of motocross, uh, like you do at these local races. And, uh, you know, I've kind of switched yeah. my script a little bit too on doing more of the amateur side instead of, um, because cool. I because I got in right, uh, but now it's like, yeah. man, I really need to help out this this local scene. And now that yeah. I'm getting to go to these races and know these promoters and talk to them and see, you know, behind the scenes on how to help and things like that. Like, I think things are starting to move in the right direction for this area that yeah. we're in. And uh, man, it's awesome. And thanks thanks so much for coming on to. The Imperative MX Podcast, yeah, that's right, man. number 29, with the man, the legend himself, Wes Williams from Verb Moto. Wes, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, thank you, boys. Best of luck. We'll see you soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank we'll see you, you later. Good. Thanks a lot. Right, later, Heavy. Later, Zach. Later, brother. Later, brother. And that was Wes William Williams from Verb Moto. I tell you what, Heavy D, that I, I thought last uh, week's podcast was really good. But that one might be my favorite guest podcast that I, that we've had on this show. That was awesome. Oh, that was rad, dude. I think it's so sweet because, dude, he's. You remember when we were talking uh, several episodes ago about like the pinnacle of sport, like being there for like almost all of it, and like the Stewart, the Carmichael, you know, Reed, and all these guys transitioning, and how like it's like, dang, it, like that that era is over. Yep. Dude, he's been there for all of it, like from amateur careers to pro careers. Like, look, Tomac's pro career, Coop's pro career, AC's yep. pro career. He's, like, been around, like, so much, dude. And for me, the best part here, like, how much Wes loves the like the amateur scene, the local stuff, the feeling. It's like, dang, like, so we aren't the only ones that really want to push how, like, how great local racing really is in the amateur scene of motocross. No, and I think I think you're only gonna get that if if you have been around that area for a while, and I think people are gonna miss out on that because these kids will go and race to fifty class, and then as soon as they get to the sixty class, they're like, "Oh, I gotta go to a training facility. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I can't go to these local races because I might get hurt before the event or whatever that you're trying to do, right?" But man, these guys back in the day, they used to race every freaking weekend, man. You know, like. Go and get some gate drops. Go and, you know, have fun with your friends. Go and ride pit bikes. Go be a not you know, a nuisance out there, you know? Like, not really. Everybody calm down. But you know what I'm saying. Like, dude, go and have fun. <coughs> Let your parents go and have fun, you know? Like, man, just yep. enjoy the local motocross scene, and that's really what it's about. Oh, a thousand percent, dude. It's like, it's like I kind of feel bad for the newer generation coming up because a lot of these kids, like, they hit a few local races, and then somebody sees them. It's like almost the same story everywhere. They're like, man, you're pretty fast. You should go try for Loretta's. What's Loretta's? And it's like as soon as they find out about that, it's like everything changes right, right. then and there. Right. Don't even know it. It's like 
They just plan their whole year around that. You know, it's just they just plan their whole year around that in the big amateur national races. And it's like, man, like sometimes you don't really need to spend all that money traveling across the country just to go to some of these big amateur national races where you can hone your skills right in your backyard. Yes, literally. It's crazy. Dude, I was about to say the same thing. It is crazy, man. It's like. I feel like they miss out on the best part of motocross. Right. Like, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I miss, like, I for me, I think the worst thing I ever did was got better. Because it's like, I did the same, like, we did the same thing. We still race a lot of local stuff, you know. But for me, racing was so much more fun when I was in D-class. When I, I figured out what D-class, got D-class, C-class, it was like, because, like, it, it didn't matter. It was like, you won, and it was like the best feeling ever. It was like right. you got better, but winning that local stuff, being with your buddies, like that was the best feeling. And then as I got better, it was like it, it, it didn't. It wasn't as fun because when you get better, you put an expectation on yourself when you want to go do that bigger stuff. Right, right. You know what I mean? And ain't nothing wrong with that, but I feel like you should still have a time where you can get away from that and go have fun. Like even. This weekend at Silver Valley, I always preach, like, I've been preaching, yeah, come race it because it's a lot of good dudes. But at the end of the day, even if you lose, no matter if you win or lose, I think the experience and the local thing feel is going to be the best part because you got to go out there and race with some of the baddest dudes. Whether you win or lose, it's still going to be fun. It's a local race. It don't mean nothing because who's there? Right. Your sponsors aren't there. You're just at a local race. That's right. And so, you, don't, you don't have all I of mean, that. You don't have all of that pressure on you. You know what I'm saying? And you're not spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to to go to, you know, these big amateur national races to try to get in a good result. Like, I understand that sometimes you do need to go to those if you are at that level. But, dude, sometimes, you know, know, back it down two races or something, you know, and and come out to some of these local motocross races, NCMX, D13, Mama, Victory Sports, like, Come out and support your local tracks in your backyard because they're trying to help you. And with you leaving up out of the state and going to different places, like man, it just leaves a hole in the community, and and we need to fix that. Oh, and uh, and I hope we do. And I think you know, this my, podcast will help out a lot for the local scene and the area. My dad, he always, he, I remember him saying this. Him and my mom, they told Travis one time, they was like. Yeah, we can go spend a thousand dollars just to get through the gate, and what five hundred dollars to race amateur national? If we can do that, how come we can't come come give you twenty to get through the gate, or ten to get through the gate, and twenty per class to race and support you, and still have more fun than we'll ever will be out there? Right, exactly. And you know, you train, you ride, you do everything at your local tracks, and then you go and hone your skills. And you go out to these, you know, bigger amateur national races, but don't take a weekend off, you know, just to, um, you know, go down to a training facility or just go in and practice. You have practice days on the race weekends. Like, come on, man. Like, it's, you know, we want to try to grow the sport. And the only way to grow the sport is to gr- is to help the local scene out. And that's what's really going to grow the sport. A lot of people are thinking, oh, this super motocross thing is going to grow the sport and all of that. That's great. But what about the local scene? What about the local motocross races that we love and we go to? 
Like, we need to help those guys out and those series and those promoters and those tracks. Like, because before we know it, a lot of these tracks are going to be gone because there is nobody that's willing to go to these because everybody's going to be at training facilities. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yep. Man, that was such an awesome. Right. That was such an awesome conversation, and I hope that that uh, gets out to a lot of people. And I hope that you guys understand what we're saying, and you guys uh, come out more to these local motocross races, and uh, for next year for sure, and even the rest of this year. Hydropower, dude. I, yeah, go ahead, Heavy D. Oh, if you, ahead, if, you, ahead, if you had something to say, go ahead. I was gonna say I thought about something. One more thing. I didn't mean to interrupt you like that. No, no, no. So you're good. You're good. You're good. I'm I'm down to talk so about local me, was, motocross racing all day long, I, man. <laughs> I, I was just sitting here thinking. We always say like, without local racing, there is no racing. Do you think about? There's not. If local racing goes away, how do the new kids get into it? Right. How do they come to fight? Like they, they're not. No parents going to buy them a bike and take them straight to a national. Yeah. Like you're not helping. You get you're, your you're start in local only, racing. Yeah, you get your start in a local racing, just like everybody else did. And you're not just helping yourself. You're helping those kids that just got a brand new bike. Those kids that are just honing their skills, learning to jump for the first time, how to rail a rut the first time, like you know how to you know hit a breaking bump, jump a breaking bump, whatever the case may be that you get excited about when we were racing, right? Like hitting a good turn, man, there's like nothing, yep. no better feeling in the world, but you'll never forget those first couple of times that you finally got to the point to where you're like, dude, that was a really good corner. That is sick. Or you hit this rut right, <laughs> yep. or you hit this jump right, or whatever the case may be. You got to think of outside of the box. <laughs> and I think that that's what people are missing. Hey, the first time ever dragon bars is the best feeling. Right? Like having your, your foot yeah. all the way up damn near to the handlebar, dragging that, that clutch lever or <coughs> that front brake or whatever the case may be, man, there's no better feeling than that. And uh it's awesome. And you know, a lot of these top guys still want to get these gate drops and they still come out to these local races. So why can't you? You know? So um Exactly. Man, it's awesome. But Hydropower. Hydropower is formulated by a sports nutritionist to help eliminate arm pump and increase your endurance so you can rise safer and faster. Man, I tell you what, that stuff does work. I used it at Silver Valley. Speaking of Silver Valley again, uh, used it last year, Heavy D, and you saw a difference, didn't you? Oh, dude, that stuff is legit. Like, I, 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 I'm telling you, it's legit. You, you changed on us real quick when you got the hydropower in your system. You were good to go. That's right. I was good to go for the whole weekend just off a couple uh, off a couple of cups of that stuff. And man, it's good. You can drink it all the way through the day. You can use it at any time. Um, it's really good. It doesn't have a crash afterwards. And uh, that stuff is so good. So make sure to go and check out drinkhydropower.com to get your Blue Raz, Fruit Punch, and any of the other flavors they have. Check out their website at drinkhydropower.com. Check out the reviews. Check out what everybody's saying about hydropower and you'll see why that stuff is so good for you and it will make you ride safer and faster so go to drinkhydropower.com to get your stuff today and the link will be in the description of this podcast for 10 percent off of your next purchase of any hydropower product so make sure to check the link in the description below to save you a little bit of cash we always like to save some cash huh heavy d uh, most definitely I always got to pay them dollars, baby. That's right. 
Dirt Industries Custom Graphics. For over 10 years, they've designed, manufactured, and marketed the highest quality dirt bike graphics and decals to the motocross and consumer markets. Their high quality decals are considered by many to be the best in the industry. The awesome graphics and decals are utilized by professionals and weekend warriors alike. The highly acclaimed design team is well equipped to help their customers and you guys out on the track to get the look that you want in a short amount of time. The design team provides itself on creative collaboration. They not only offer superior quality decals and top-notch designs, but at an affordable price for any budget. And you can use the code IMPERATIVEMX, all caps, no space, for 20% off your next, pro your next purchase from the great people over there at Dirt Industries, custom graphics, helmet wraps, banners, license plates, stickers, and much, much more. So if you want that 20% discount code, type in IMPERATIVEMX, all caps, no space, in the checkout cart the next time you need anything for your bike or helmet, or if you need some banners made, you need your trailer wrapped, Whatever the case may be, they have it. So Imperative MX, all caps, no space for 20% off from our great friends over there in Rayford, North Carolina, Dirt Industries Custom Graphics. PR Motorsports, your newest trackside support trailer at the local NCMX races. They make sure you riders get on the gate and continue racing each weekend, no matter what problem you have. If you need anything, make sure to find their trailer at the races from tires to engine fixes to clutch levers to numbers to um goggles helmets boots anything you guys need check out pr motorsports they are your trackside support rig find them on social go and check out their brand new location and their brand new shop in king north carolina and thanks to charlie and justin for all their help every weekend at the local motocross races here in our local southeast area. Total Control Racing Suspension. Chad Newton, he owned an arena cross team for 10 plus years, so you guys know he knows his stuff. From Luke Neese to Mike McDade to Tyler Bright, Josh Thomas, Kyle Peters, Jim Chester, and so many other local legends throughout the years have used Total Control Racing Suspension. Thanks to Chad and the entire Total Control Racing Suspension company for coming on board here in 2023 and of course you know he's keeping it really really local with total control so contact chad today over at total control suspension or find him on social to help you get that comfort you are looking for and guys go and get your oil changed and get your seals replaced i'm telling you what you will be so much more comfortable on the bike and chad will help you in any way shape or form to get your suspension right for you on the track. And I tell you what, at Silver Valley this weekend, you're going to need some good suspension. <laughs> that's for sure, Heavy D. You're going to need yeah. some... You're gonna None, need of some <laughs> yeah. None of that running the tear off up in the fork seal bullshit. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Absolutely not. You do not need any of that. So go and check out Total Control Racing Suspension and find them on TotalControlSuspension.com or on their socials to help you get comfortable on your ride. FXR, from high-performance snow rider wear to motocross gear, FXR has you covered. The continuing growth of FXR means more selection for you. Jackets, jerseys, pants, gloves, fishing gear, snow gear, 
Whatever the case may be, FXR has you covered from head to toe. In my opinion and many others' opinion, go and check out the best in sizing, fitting, and venting for motocross riding gear. Check out www.fxrracing.com and find them on social media as well. Thanks for their continuing support with me racing or riding whenever I do and for being on the Imperative MX podcast. Their brand new 2024 gear collections just dropped on their website. So make sure to go and check out all of the new colorways and styles to get you ready for the 2024 season. Also, give FTA, Full Throttle Adrenaline, a look at from the FXR or from the FXR guys as well. Phil Nicoletti has been wearing the FTA brand all year, which is an alternative apparel brand designed to inspire and connect all racers. And of course, the gear and apparel look good, and you know it's top-notch, especially if it's coming from the guys over at FXR. And like we said earlier, Heavy D, we're going to be looking for those FXR lit kits this weekend. So make sure you guys bring your best, because myself and Heavy, and of course, I might even get Maddie Silva, our brand new uh, local rep, for FXR, I'm going to have him be on the lookout as well. So we're going to have three people in on this to judge who has the best lit kit from FXR this weekend at Silver Valley. And Heavy D, we like that. We like that. Oh, we like that. Yes, we do. Hey, Maddie will look. Oh, she's trying to say it. She's trying to say, who's bringing out the FXR lit kit this weekend? That's right. Man, it's uh, it's awesome, and uh, go and support the guys and the companies that support the local scene, like all of those mentioned above that we just talked about. And the last thing here on our list, Heavy D, we got some professional racing talk in the Supercross, Motocross, and Super Motocross world that dropped uh, this week. Gilliam Fares to Husqvarna for next year, and I'm going to say it right now, he will be good. He has no results in Supercross. He's gotten he got hurt last year uh, before the series, so he couldn't do it. Um, but this year, he will get a podium. I'm calling it. I'm running this ship, and he's going to be the standout rider for 2024 in that 250 class. Stamp it. Hey, I'm not even going to go against you because I called a dude to win the outdoor championship. I was far off. Let me phrase that. I wasn't far off. No, he was still a top five guy. He was running up there. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm on the Gillian for uh for us. How do you say for us for him? For us for us for us for 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 us. I'm on the train with you, dude. I like, dude. I just like his style, and yeah. I think his style is going to be phenomenal in Supercross because he is like smooth as can be. That's right. I think. I think if he can figure out this Supercross thing uh, for next year when he gets in it, because last year he didn't have a chance to even line up. So I think this year he's going to come in with a vengeance. The team is going to have a full off season with him. He's going to learn the motorcycle, and he's going to come in either the East Coast or the West Coast, whichever one they decide to do. And I think he's going to be a uh, podium guy for sure. Um, Calling him a winner would be a little tough because there are a lot of guys, but I'm call I'm calling it that he will get a podium or two, and he will be the standout rider by the end of the SMX series uh, next year in 24. 
So I'm glad to see that you're on the same train as I am, and we're going to be running this ship. We're fucking running this ship. Yeah, I just, I don't think he got the best. I mean, not, well, not against Star, but I don't think he got the best shot at Star. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. he got a good shot, but he, he got hurt, and like, he, I don't know if they let him, I don't know the whole ordeal. They must have let him go for Rockstar to pick him up or, or something in, in that sense. But Husky definitely saw he was a, like, a good, he was a, a solid pick because, I mean, he was up there. Every, every race he was in before he got injured, he was up there. That's right. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a very quick rider, and I think that he will, uh, he will expand and, uh, do very well. Uh, coming into 2024 and throughout the entire year. And also, the other news that dropped today, we finally got it, that Joe Shimoda is now on that Honda HRC team. And uh, we talked about it last week, so we don't really get it. need to get into it too much. But we're both on the train. We think Joe is going to do a lot better in Supercross. Uh, he's a title contender. And uh, is he winning a championship hey. this year? Is he winning a championship? We don't. Okay, let me let me put it let me put it in a good term. Here we go. We on the train because it's sushi game. Hey, that's a good one right there. We on the train because <laughs> we're on the sushi train. Hey, I like that. That's nice. Yeah, man. I I think Joe is uh is is reunited kind of with his uh his old squad members that he had on Geico Honda with the uh with the Lawrence brothers. So I think uh, I think things are going to be good, and I think that he's going to learn a lot. Uh, he's going to learn to bike this off season, and he's going to come in the twenty four swinging for sure. So um, oh yeah, we're both on the Fares and Joe train uh, heading into next year for sure. So that will be uh, that will be really good. Anything else on yeah. the uh, professional racing side talk, Heavy D? Before we wrap this episode number twenty nine up. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, I want to say, I, I'm curious. To, I'm ready to. I'm ready for this to drop on Enzo Lopez's car. I'm ready for it to drop. Yeah, yeah. It should be coming out. I saw Steve's. Uh, Steve Mathis's tweet says that it should be coming out here pretty soon. <coughs> so I, I really want to know the backstory. And whenever it does, and if we uh, if we learn it, we'll definitely talk about it for sure. So definitely be on the lookout. Apparently he had a buyout clause. Yeah. I he, never heard that motocross. Yeah, he had a buyout clause with Club MX uh, for 2024, and he took it. So um, he must really, really like his chances. Which, I mean, I've been watching. I put it on my Twitter, too. I've been watching... All of the races, all of the Supercross races, and I'll get into the moto and I'll get into the Super Motocross, but I want to go back and rewatch all of the races from last year. And I tell you what, every single time that West Coast came up, Enzo was right up there. So, um, oh, yeah. So I think that, you know, on this star bike, it is a good move, and he's still staying with Yamaha. So uh, he'll be still familiar with that front fender. So, um, yeah, I think, I think Enzo would do really well. Uh, on that on that bike and see if he can grab himself his first win because uh, he got his first podium last year right if I'm not mistaken so um, yeah I think yep. it, I think it will be good I think it will be really good so uh, they, but I definitely want to know the they, backstory behind it because I'm sure club ain't too happy look they I hear now I always I ain't trying to jump to assumptions but I you know you know how HD is he has his theory he always has My, his theories they, they, yes. HD's theory time. 
<laughs> they say they say they're pissed off. I only reason I feel like they would be so pissed off is either because one, they put a cheap ass buyout clause in, or two, they put the buyout clause in there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They put it in there for a reason. So, you know. Yeah. Hey man, he t- he to. took it. He took it, and uh, yeah, we'll. We'll see what happens for sure and see if he can get himself his first win uh, on the star bike uh, heading into uh, 2024 and throughout 2024. So uh, that would be good. It will be SX only, of course. So uh, we'll see if he can uh, kind of uh, put his money where his mouth is, for to say. So, um, yep. so we'll see. But, man, that is it for this episode number 29 here on the Imperative MX podcast where we spoke about local motocross racing from this past weekend and upcoming races to look forward to. And then, of course, we had our guest call in from Verb Moto Zone, Wes Williams, to speak on the 36th annual Top Gun Showdown, his local motocross racing uh, knowledge and uh, expertise. And, man, it was just such a good conversation. I don't even know what word to even describe that conversation about local motocross, but I'm sure you guys, the listeners, will really, really enjoy that, just like myself and Heavy D did. And, uh, man, it was awesome to have Mr. Wes Williams here on the podcast. And then, finally, we wrapped it up with some professional news that dropped this week. And, of course, much, much more in this episode number 29 here on the Imperative MX podcast. Big thanks again to the companies who make this all possible. West Virginia Motorsports, FXR, Dirt Industries Custom Graphics, Silver Valley MX Park, Hydropower, Mika Metals, Total Control Racing Suspension, and PR Motorsports. Well, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this, this week's episode of the Imperative MX Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Threads, TikTok, and any of our other social medias. Find the other episodes and more local scene podcast things or episodes on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else that you find your podcast nowadays. Make sure to check out imperativemx.com when you can and post on the forums. From myself, Zach Newberry, and co-host Herbie Day. We're out. See you next week. Thanks. Later.